There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there and welcome to Databank Crawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss them, share our little feelings about those characters, and then make them fight for our amusement and yours. I'm your host, my name is Joseph Scrimshaw, with me as always is Ken Knapsack. Here, no whiskey, but 100% me. Yeah, we Sometimes, usually have whiskey on this show, usually we we, do. we've gotten out of the habit and it's bad. It's bad to get out of the habit of drinking alcohol during podcasts. <laughs> Probably good in the long term for you and I. But bad yeah, I'm going to bizarro podcast. shame myself for not drinking enough. We'll get back to it. It's been a staple of the show. Yeah. Whiskey will be back as a special guest, but we have an even better guest we do. than Whiskey. We have great uh, interviewer, podcaster. Do you podcast? No. Videocast. Yeah, I started a podcast, actually. Um, I've done one episode, so technically true. <laughs> <laughs> podcaster. Uh, Awesome, awesome videos on his YouTube channel, Jamie Stangroom. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm offended by the lack of whiskey. Is it because I'm British and you think I might get out of control? Because I'm not Scottish, to be specific. I'm English. <laughs> okay, okay. We're only well, borderline alcoholics. Now, I'm, I'm going to float this back. We're in Ken's home. I'm going to yep. float this past Ken. I know I left a bottle of Jameson here. You, you have. Now, we can keep recording. Jamie and I can chat for a moment if you want to fetch some whiskey. Um, I'll gladly fetch some whiskey. If, if you want it, sir, I'd be honored. I, I look. Um, I'm getting it. Okay. <laughs> it just this is how we roll at Four Centers. Let's Sometimes do it. Let's do it. Surprises. So, uh, for people who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about your video channel that is Star Wars focused? Yeah, Star Wars fan, of course, and um, 
I have been doing interviews for a lot of my working life with musicians and what have you and wanted to chat to Star Wars people really so <laughs> set up a YouTube channel and um, around the time of The Force Awakens and really focused on the kind of niche characters that we celebrate you know that yeah. nobody casual you know fan kind of level wise would, would know of go out and find them like your low grade Ewok the guy who played Jabba the Hutt's tail as well <laughs> uh, gonk droids uh, interview them get their story make little audition tape, tapes with them see if they've still got what it takes you know maybe get them back in a future film so that's really the premise of what I've been doing but that's sort of expanded into uh, occasionally you know big names like Frank Oz recently and oh, Billy, wow. Billy D. Williams as well yeah and then you do like other sort of random fun Star Wars comedy on the channel yeah so I'm trying to find a stormtrooper who bumped his head uh, <laughs> because there are three uh, actors who claim to be the uh, the one and uh, it's therefore turned into a, an investigation and um, I guess the audition tapes that I mentioned with the within the interviews are kind of fun as well like uh, Eric Bowsfeld uh uh, who's unfortunately passed away, the voice of Admiral Akbar, he performed It's a Trap in different styles for me. So we had like an excited one or a sexy one, you know, an English gentleman oh, one, wow. which is, it's an elaborate ruse. And he was... So uh, your whiskey. Thank you very much. I can confirm there is whiskey in my hand now and soon to be in my body. Uh, I might change dramatically uh, in seconds. But yeah, he, um, he was like 93 years old or something when I spoke to wow. him. And the voice was still there. That resonant, powerful, you believed it was a trap. And at the time, yeah, and he didn't know that he was going off to do The Force Awakens. He hadn't been asked. And I was like, this film's coming out really soon, and we know Akbar's back, and <laughs> you've not been asked. But they did call him back, and unfortunately passed away before The Last Jedi, so that's not him. Okay, mm. okay. Mm. Uh, but it is in Force Awakens. So. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to this Ta- international edition of Databank Brawl. That is right. And then uh, just uh, really quickly to get a sense of where you come from, what introduced you to Star Wars? What was your first Star Wars? I think like a lot of people, I was sort of born into it without yeah. even knowing what it was, but it was always around me, and that was in the form of my uh, my big brother, really. Okay. Um, he's now in his early 40s, and... He had all the toys, which were then obviously pass me downs to, to me and my little brother, and always on TV at Christmas time as well. And I guess the real kind of explosion was the special editions, because that's when okay. I got to go to the cinema yeah. uh, and actually see it on the big screen and really feel it. Okay. Awesome. And as the prequels came out, were you uh, did you enjoy parts of them? Were you uh, not liking them? Where were you at with the prequels? Generally, I'm, I'm cool with the prequels. I, I loved Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I won a competition to go to the premiere in Ooh, Leicester Square in London. Really? Uh, me and my mate, yeah, it's my first year of moving to London for uni. And my mate from home came to visit me because they were having a Star Wars day in Leicester Square and all the different theatres playing the, the originals. And we went to watch The Empire Strikes Back and they did a draw. We didn't know about this. They did a draw before it started with seat numbers. And my mate got picked out for two tickets that night wow. to the premiere of Revenge of the Sith. That's so insane. Fast forward, um, I don't know, four hours later and did a, few, time to get a, a few, tux? few tequilas. <laughs> uh, no, uh, black skinny jeans and a t-shirt. I'm rubbing shoulders with George Lucas and Aidan Christensen. And, and it was just the most surreal. Uh, I was sat next to David Walliams and Simon Pegg and it was just the most surreal wow, that's amazing. Star Wars moment. And at the time was supposed to be the last ever Right, Star Wars, yeah. right, of course. So I have fond memories of the prequels. The Phantom Menace is, in my opinion, the, the weakest, even though obviously the youngest when it came out, so mm. wasn't uh, young enough to love it, wasn't old enough to hate it, but Revenge of the Sith, I, I'm a fan of. Okay, Absolutely. good, good. I should have asked these questions before I prepared today's episode, <laughs> because we have a special uh, Phantom Menace-oriented brawl that's hey, going to happen here great. today. I love that, though. That means Jamie's not emotionally connected strongly to some of the characters maybe we right? don't know we don't know we well, don't know sometimes we discover things as we tell our story <laughs> so here is going to be our first combatant is everyone ready for our first combatant yes sir excellent roger our roger first <laughs> oh, our first combatant is tc14 oh wow yes here is what the starwars.com databank has to say about tc14 as i see expressions of confusion and whiskey across the room tc14 <laughs> was a protocol droid with feminine programming that was in the employ of the Trade Federation on their profiteer-class droid control ship, Sakak? <laughs> she showed Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn to a conference room where she offered them refreshments as they waited for the Trade Federation right. to murder the Jedi with the toxic <laughs> gas dioxys. That's not in the whiskey, is it? That's no. not in the- <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. no dioxys. <laughs> in this at all. Yeah, so this is how we always do it, Jamie. We read these uh, StarWars.com databank entries, and that in itself is fascinating, because this is official information from Lucasfilm 
Sometimes they have surprising details. Mm-hmm. The very first episode we did was uh, it featured Dengar. It's real judgy. They call him slovenly. I think they call him ugly. Real judgy. Uh, so there's some interesting things in here. I never knew the name of the mm-hmm. droid control ship. S- yeah, and it's a, that's a weird one. S- S- Sakak. Sakak? Yeah, S-A-A-K apostrophe A-K. So Star Wars-y. Sakak? Sakak. It's a very... It, when I said it out loud, I realized I'm getting really close to some dangerous phrases. It's a dangerous word. TC-14. Yeah, TC-14, the uh, the protocol droid in the poisoning room. Uh, so, Ken, do you have any additional information or description from Wikipedia? Uh, the description is pretty much as you described. Not much uh, in addition there. It was... Uh, TC-14 was played... By John Fensom, voiced by Lindsay Duncan. But in terms of stats, like we like to throw in there for maybe helping Jamie with how we choose this fight, uh, the height is 1.67 meters. Uh, feminine programming, as Joseph said, uh, and as a TC series protocol droid, as said as well. So nothing else we know. Silver plating uh, is, is is the big uh, standout visual feature there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's talk then a little bit about feelings, because there's not a lot to go deep on this character about. Do we have any feelings? Now, I should be clear that we, we've done many episodes of Databank Brawl, so we still got some some big names yeah. uh, uh, saved up, but this is this is kind of your oeuvre. We're getting into the very small characters. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing to add, by the way, about the background of this character, <laughs> but I, I guess the feelings have to be strong towards this character because whatever your views right. on the Phantom Menace, at this point, you were so pumped. <laughs> you right. were so pumped. Even before that gas pumped, you know? Yeah. yeah. You were, yeah. So yeah. when you said the name, I didn't, I didn't know. It didn't ring any bell. But yeah. as soon as uh, Ken got the, the picture up, I was like, oh yeah, with the little tray of drinks on. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and this was, yeah. The, I, 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 yeah. I, uh, feelings wise... There's a moment. There's a moment in my <laughs> there life. Is. There is a moment. Yeah. Because I remember seeing a Phantom Menace and I remember it was all cool. It was all cool at this point. And yeah. Um, the battle droids roll out, don't they? We see yeah. the battle droids for the first yeah. time. And um, doesn't, does, does she drop the drinks? I does the tray, I, am I now thinking of? No, because they have, they she's have handed the them the drinks. Yeah. Yeah. They have the drinks. They sit they down take at a table sip. and then the droid leaves. And yes. then that's when uh, there's something not quite right here. Yes, kind of they sense it. And then she goes and says, uh, uh, the ambassadors are Jedi Knights, I believe. Yes. And that yes. causes the So problems. the spilling drinks thing might, I'm getting blurred between Jabba's sail barge here. I'm tired yes. of yes. being served and... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I love yeah. that memory that you've gone 20 years thinking TC-14 <laughs> threw the tray up into the air, <laughs> ran out screaming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think this character is powerful in that way that you're mentioning where you're sitting down to watch Phantom Menace for the first time, particularly if you have already, you know, we're seeing it for the first time growing up with the original trilogy in any way. And it's a question of how much is it going to be the same, how much is it going to be different. And TC-14 is in this sweet spot of like, oh, it's another protocol droid just like 3PO. But different and yes. glam because, of course, we were used to the, the sort of beaten up droids, yeah. protocol droids. Yeah. All droids were beaten up, a bit dirty and rusty. But of course, everything's shiny and and pretty new. And I think this is our first sort of uh, like, do I need sunglasses on for this film? You know, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. can you see the protocol droids are too bright. Yeah. <laughs> I need shades. I, I love I, glam three PO. I have kind of the same feeling, and you guys have both touched on it. You're so right, Jamie. Like at the beginning. You know, you're trying to figure it out, but then, just like Joseph said, this George shows up and you're like, oh, more protocol droids, more 3PO's. We get a whole, and they're clean and shiny, and oh, you're in this world. And, I, and they serve alcohol. They serve alcohol or whatever they think it is. Um, yeah, I, I have positive feelings for TC-14. It's also one of the names early on when you're studying for trivia. Yeah. Joseph and I do a lot of Star Wars trivia, JB, uh, with the movie trivia Schmodown and whatnot, like... It's one of the names you you pick up early on in your Star Wars fandom. I think that's why I have a fond uh, a connection because TC fourteen has been locked and loaded since nineteen ninety nine. Right. You know, I think we're all experiencing that with the new movies. When you sit down as a fan, you're like, I know everything from the previous movies, and it's that weird experience to have like, I don't know the name of that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like TC fourteen was one of the first characters like I memorized in nineteen ninety nine because yeah. I wanted to know everything. Yep. It's like yeah, I think TC fourteen yeah. also has a good. Like a comedy take, like a at something the Nemodians say. Yes, I think it's uh, that they, they might not survive this. 
Well, yes, and then they don't they send her back to take care of them. That's what it is. And she kind of say, huh? Yeah, what? like what me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. got a good little comedy take. I just said they're Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, you. You deal with them. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, that we should keep that in mind. That uh, glam C three PO, who's good at comedy takes, comedy double <laughs> that takes. will inform our fight here today. Are you ready for your next contestant? Yes. Also from the Phantom Menace, competing against TC fourteen will be Gasgano. Oh, here we go. Here's what the StarWars.com databank has to say about Gasgano. A slight, spindly, six-limbed alien, Gasgano was a thrill-seeker, uniquely suited to the extreme sport of pod racing. Gasgano was very competitive and sought to beat racers Anakin Skywalker and Sebulba during the Bunta Eve pod race. He piloted a green Ord Pedrovia pod racer in the competition. (laughs) We love our pod racers. Yeah, here. we've been making it our way through our weird little pod uh, racers, and we have yep. not got to Gasgano. Yeah, Gasgano. Uh, we're going to need to do a physical description here. I need to. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to do an image search while you guys discuss. But uh, so you said Homeworld, White Trokin. Uh, no, that's on. I think that's on. Oh, Wiki, a, a Zexto male. A Zexto male. Zexto male. X e x t o. Ned Flanders is rolling around uh, with the, all the X letters thrown around here in his face. <laughs> uh, Trokin is the planet of the homeworld. T r o i k e n. Troken. Troy Ken. Uh, I like this name. Uh, uh, male species, like I said, height one point. Two two meters. Okay. So TC fourteen has the advantage. Eye color black, skin color white, brown, and purple. And then while you, uh, Jamie, you talk a little bit here and react. I'm going to look up some images because I I I want to see get the whole physical. the whole yeah because this yeah. is definitely one of the, yeah. so. How did you feel about the pod racers in particular? This collection of aliens that had uh, pretty different designs compared to the original trilogy. Yeah. I didn't like the pod racing scene, you know. People <laughs> yeah. picked out at that and the Jewel of um, Fate's moment, yeah. the freeway lightsaber Jewel as the, one of the moments in the Phantom Menace. I never enjoyed it, even at the time in my in my younger years. And I can see the N64 game there. Yes. As well. I never liked that either. Or the arcade <laughs> version. I just, you just don't I like just pod didn't, racing. I just don't like pod racing. Yeah. I just don't. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> just Is fine. this the point where I leave? No, no, I no. I my whiskey first. Um, <laughs> I never enjoyed the pod race. And Sebulba annoyed me. And... I don't know. And Watto, Watto kind of, no, actually I quite like Watto. Yeah. Watto is kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't remember Gascano and the, the sort of glimpse of a picture I got uh, initially there from Ken was that like, it's like some facially owl type features or did I? That's, no, that's accurate. Yeah. A long neck, not quite a uh, 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 Jarl Poof neck, but not <laughs> far off. Yeah. Long neck, tiny head, big eyes, owl-like eyes, Ooh. Uh, but more like a turtle face, and then imagine a more arachnid General Grievous. <laughs> Four arms, long spindly arms with long uh, uh, fingers, alien-like fingers, like a classic uh, Martian type of like sucker uh, fingers, and then long legs, small abdomen, and uh, <laughs> big feet, though. Great big feet. song. Yeah. Yeah. And then where's kind of this... Um, what, like a like a Lawrence of Arabia kind of goggles uh, hat combo, you know, with the oh, yeah. with the little uh, I'm going to call head cape flowing down his neck. So less glam, more rugged kind of looks. Yeah. Here. Was he remind me was was Gascano uh, an honest racer? Or was he one of the cheats? Because there were a lot of cheats out there on the track. <laughs> was there? a lot of cheats. There were a lot of cheats. I don't think he uh, directly cheated. He did. I looked this up yeah. on Wikipedia. He he finished second. Okay. Yes, so it's a, a place of honor, really, mm-hmm. uh, from most of them yeah, who, who got knocked out of the race. Or, I think he was mostly honest. Yeah, so he wasn't yeah. take, he wasn't one of the ones taken out by uh, Sabolba, who was right. king of the cheats. I guess no, no, <laughs> I think I think he tried, but uh, old Gascano. Yeah, this is great. I pulled up his image too, and really, I think it, it is important, uh, very important for people to know how small his torso is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at yeah. that; he is all limbs. Yeah, wow. If he was a bug, that's a tiny little thorax. Yeah. Dorax. yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah, think so. they have like doping control after um, pod <laughs> racing races? You have it in every other sport in, yeah, in, yeah. in our world, at least. Yeah. <laughs> I think they would have to. I think, yeah, you there's a spice check, check for death sure. Sticks, death you? sticks. Intergalactic <laughs> pod racing uh, organization does a test for PEDs. 
<laughs> oh yeah, you, for sure. Sabalba is paying people to, yeah. to you know put uh, tainted urine in the tests oh, of Gascano. Totally. <laughs> I think that's what Quinlan Voss was doing in Phantom Menace. He was going undercover to expose the doping in pod racing. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> One of the important justice ignoring yeah. the slavery on Tatooine, taking yep. care of the doping yep. in pod racing. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So Ken, how did you feel? Uh, we've talked about pod races in yes. general. Do you have any particular feeling towards uh, Gascano or just the general like super weird design of the aliens? I, unlike our fine friend here, I actually do enjoy the pod racing. I I, I do like that sequence. I do agree the pod race. I'm not, well, I, you didn't say this, but I've heard other people said the pod race is a little too long. I, I can see that. It goes on for a while. But I think Lucas wanted to highlight racing because this was his chance to do that. But I do love just the weird pod race characters. Some of them are completely silly. Ben Quadraneros is completely silly, a cartoon character. I, I get it, but I, I, I've always liked Gascano. It's also one of the first names I remembered okay. from the pod race. Rats Tyrell, I know now only from this show. Yeah, He's the one that dies, and Databank revealed, Jamie, that Rats Tyrell had a family. Oh. oh. <laughs> he brought his whole family to watch him race, <laughs> and he, he died. died. So they hate pod racing as well. It's not just me. No. The Tyrell family and Jamie's staying room both hate (laughs) pod racing racing. equally. But I do like Escano. Yeah. uh, I I have come to... My reaction uh, was that, you know, because Lucas had his CGI and, you know, he, uh, in the original trilogy, aliens, for the most part, had to be generally humanoid shape. And then for the pod race, he went really crazy. They can be all sorts of different shapes. And at first, I wasn't sure about that. And now, you know, in the intervening years, I've come to love the variety of body types. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all for different body types. I will not do any body shaming uh, <laughs> here with you now or, you know, when I leave here and go out into the world. Uh, that's, that's not my start. I, I just, you know, um, I, I love Tatooine as a planet. Yeah. I'm happy to go back there at any point in any yeah. future film. Um, I love seeing new species, and that was one of the great things about the prequels, you know. Yeah. Some people might say uh, perhaps the uh, what he had available to him in terms of special effects and improved costume making maybe went too far, but I loved seeing the new species. I just don't like racing. I don't like Formula One. I don't, just okay. don't like racing cars in our world, let alone in... Yeah. Others. That's, yeah. that's all. Okay, that's where okay. it makes sense where it comes from. Yeah, I think okay. that's great. I think I we, uh, we have a lot of strong feelings as we yeah. go into this battle between TC-14 and Gascano. So let's fight. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Now, we always like to start with just kind of the when and where. Uh, we go kind of crazy with canon, but I like to set it before the characters have died. Neither of these characters have died canonically but tc14 was probably on sakak yeah <laughs> but we could imagine if we want to set it after the events of phantom menace we can certainly imagine that uh, tc14 was sharp enough to right. get into some sort of escape pod or get the hell out of there or we can set it before the events of phantom menace. i think a little after a little after. We got t- 10 years between phantom menace and clones and i think tc14 when her bosses asked her to go take down jedi she was like nuts i'm out of here no, no, yeah, and they're using mm-hmm. droids for war. Yeah, droid, droid revolution, droid yeah. revolution. Um, I think so. I think it's after. Um, I don't know the planet yet. I have maybe a setup, but I don't know what you guys think about planet. We could, you know, we, we do 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 a lot on Tatooine, but but Gascon's not Tatooine based. So no, he goes wherever the pod racing is. I mean, Gascon really wants to win. He came in second, so he's got to be yeah. feeling that as our story begins. Right. Do you have a? You said you really like Tatooine. Do you have another favorite planet? Um. Let's say after. After I agree with after. By the way, because if yeah. I was on a sinking ship, my my bar staff would be on the escape pod with me <laughs> yeah. as well yeah. for sure. <laughs> Planet wise, um, I've always because I am like I'm not. I've said this to you before. Like I, I have a lot of stupid hair on my head, yeah. and I love Wookies not just for that reason. I do model my appearance on a Wookie, but I, I just love I love Chewie, and that was the best thing about yeah. Solo for me. A bit of Chewie backstory yeah. uh, on on the big screen, yeah. And I always feel like I was disappointed not to see Kashyyyk on that yeah, okay. during that film and I feel like it wasn't really explored very well in, in Revenge of the Sith or at right. least too briefly yeah um, so that is up there in one of my maybe not favourite planets but a planet I'd like to know more about see more of and maybe therefore it'd be fun to fantasise with yeah I love this I want to go to Kashyyyk's great Kashyyyk yeah this will only add more variety to the fight and Kashyyyk is great on Battlefront 2 it's a beautiful map yeah I've I talked it. before when I'm playing Battlefront 2 sometimes I just go sneak around and get lost in the huts and everything. I just want to be able to put on a swimming okay. suit and go right walk into the waters right. of Kachiro Beach. Yes. I want to be there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, so Kashyyyk is great. I think perhaps TC-14, after leaving the Trade Federation, found employment with the Intergalactic Pod Racing Association and mm. is now scouting for possible new racing locations. And Kashyyyk is on that list. And that brings her there. Yeah, I think, in fact, she scouted it out, mm-hmm. uh, and she is setting up uh, a very unique pod race where you have to weave around the trees. Mm-hmm. Ooh, now, like, yeah. there's a little bit of a path. Like, it hits some of the some of the beach, yeah. uh, the Kachiro Beach, in fact. But then there's some really dangerous parts where you have to weave through, you know. Maybe there, go up to or up and around trees? Ooh, yeah. Elevated so races? This is a health and safety mission, essentially. <laughs> yeah. This is this is terrible. I mean, this is incredibly dangerous. Like, I think what it's starting to come to my mind is like maybe TC fourteen is a, a little not not too happy with organics and like yeah. sure I'll set up a race where you all die. It's an incredibly <laughs> difficult race, uh, and of course Gascano, right? He mm-hmm. wants to prove himself. He's not going to say no to any challenge, so he comes mm-hmm. to this. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's the Life Day Classic. Why not? We're on the Kashyyyk. Life Day Classic. Indeed, Life Day sir. Classic. It's the first annual Life Day Classic on oh, wow. Kashyyyk. Now, uh, <laughs> just, I'm envisioning, and if Brian Ward's listening, I'm envisioning a Life Day Classic pod racing poster. <laughs> <laughs> see it. I can see it. Um, okay. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. And Gascon, so this is a full on race, or is Gascon just there? 
I think she's, okay. yeah, I, you know what, here, how about we say this? She's yeah. setting, she's setting up the race and individual pod racers are visiting and signing okay. up and saying like, right. here, okay, here's the course. It's the most dastardly dangerous course that has ever been set up for a pod race. Do you dare right. take on the challenge of the Life Day Classic? Is Cascano still a big deal? Because I'm wondering with, you know, Sebulba and Anakin being taken out of the uh, equation in the kind of rankings, if you like, of yeah. Yeah. pod racing, is he still a big deal or is his, is his career gone? I mean, are we, is this, are we at the top of our game here at Kashyyyk with the Life Day Classic or is this bit of a testimonial kind of thing it's a great question jamie and i think that gascano if there was a pod racing convention circuit he would be <laughs> saying i was number two in the boonti eve classic <laughs> and he'll be signing that i'll be signing that card for a while but he knows he has to get to the next level and winning this type of race is valuable to him yeah he's trying to change his own story so i think yeah doing a super dangerous one he feels like well maybe this will get rid of some of the competition right, right? so we always like to decide what the characters uh sound like so jamie when you see an image of gascano do you have it, an idea of what he sounds like as he walks up and, and signs up for the life day classic you see, I, I pictured an owl for some reason, just from the face, but then it's really not owl-like, uh, rest of it. So, um, <clears throat> that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't <laughs> my voice, That wasn't the Gascon impression. <laughs> I'm going with a... So he doesn't speak in basic. He's an owl. Okay, he's an owl. Okay. This is going to be great, so we'll have to, we'll do that Owl a lot. face, at least, anyway. Yeah. And we'll interpret what it means. With TC14, it's probably fluent, maybe not six million forms of communication, but oh, yeah. at least four million. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think, yeah. What, 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 what species was he? Exto? 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 Extoan? Yeah, So she can speak Extoan. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think TC14 has opened... The sign up. It's the at sign the up. base of a big tree. It's on the beach. She's and like Tracy Flick in election. She has cupcakes out and a paper to sign That's up. That's right. Yeah. And there are uh, there are hollow journalists there who cover sports in Star Wars land. Uh, they don't call it that. They don't know. Uh, Do we it, have the commentators there as well? Oh, Foden Bead? <laughs> sure. Uh, that is my, uh, my personal lowest Star Wars character, <laughs> but I would be happy to have them there. Uh, so Foden Bead are there. Yeah. And they're... They're, everybody's tense for this because they think like this yeah. is really n- no one's going to show up. No one's really yeah. going to have the guts to do this insane. Who's course. funded this all, by the way? <laughs> I think that's a mystery. Yeah. I think TC14 mm. is the face of it, mm. and, and everybody assumes that the droid has got to be working for maybe the Huts, right? Or paying, Ooh, yeah. paying the Wookies or something. But they think it's a fun mystery. I mean. It's too early for Crimson Dawn. Yeah, yeah. Black Sun, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. So I think it's this incredible, Mm -hmm. beautiful scene where they announce it. Foden Beat are like, "Well, who's gonna show up? Is anybody gonna (laughs) sign up?" It's like pregames, like NFL pregame stuff here. Yeah, exactly. Berman and Foden Beat are right here. (laughs) We're live down the racetrack. (laughs) Who's gonna be here? Who has the guts? I heard Ben Quadradaros was seen walking around. I don't know. Does he have the face for it? Uh, And suddenly, a a pod racer races in and then ejecting from the cockpit is Gascano. He launches through the air. He lands on the sign up at this. You know what? On the sign up table. On the sign up table. Right in front of TC14. Thunk. And he says, what, Jamie? Oh, sorry. I was uh, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Ken, TC14 <laughs> translates this, so everyone I am understand. familiar with over 4 million forms of communication. You're an ex-Toan who's just brazenly challenged the uh, 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 official, uh, challenged the safety of my race, saying that I have created an unsafe race. I disagree. I think you need to have the metal for this. Okay, so TC14, so Gascano has questioned. He said, I think, yeah, he basically said, this is dangerous. You know it. Okay. What are you trying to pull here? Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, Gascano is not... Foden Beat are losing their minds. They're like, oh, my God, we thought he was just going to say yes. But instead, he's here for an exciting debate about safety ethics. Ooh, <laughs> and their heads go back and forth. Uh, and then but, there's but, a Wookiee with a clipboard come out to sort of demonstrate <laughs> the tests that have gone into this and the, uh, yeah. the uh, practice laps they've already... It's Corporal Tarful at this point. Yeah, yeah. Out. So I think TC14, in fact, says, like, look... The Wookiees have tested this. 
Please yeah. hear from uh, from Corporal Tarful. And what does Corporal Tarful sound like? I'll let, I'll let the Wookiee fans say. You know, I'm terrible at Wookiee. So it doesn't matter. If you get me first thing in the morning, it's not so bad. But it's <laughs> <laughs> red tape stuff. Basically, there's a nice officious Wookiee when they're not like really proud of something, but just like, yep. Simple as that. Here we do it's on the clipboard. Look, I measured. I measured the meters. Tap, tap, tap. It works. It works. Uh, so faced with this, in the cameras in his mm-hmm. face, Gascano has to either stand up to mm-hmm. his uh, back his initial assessment that it's too dangerous, or mm-hmm. just say yes, I'll do this. Does he stand true to his belief that it is too dangerous? Is he standing up for all podcasters, or is he taking the risk? Ken, podcasters or pod racers? Pod racers, which I always do <laughs> when we talk about pod racers, and I've had a little bit of whiskey. It always becomes I love. You know, the, I, I hate the podcasting scene in Phantom Menace. It's so long. I love the image of Gascano sitting around with the <laughs> microphones and saying, "Hey guys, with me is uh, Foden Bead." Uh, um, yeah, I think I think uh, I think Gascano. Puts all four of his hands down on the table. Now he's jumped off the table. And I think TC14 is like, so are you saying that you are too chicken to race? Uh, too space chicken to race, as we always say here in Four Center. And that's when I think Gascano says, Twitter. <laughs> Which uh, barely needs any uh, translation. The intent was so clear. Of yeah, he's he's, get, he's getting peeved. He's, he's getting, getting peeved. Like, how dare you? But I think Gascano would want to know at this point, how many of a uh, racers competitors have signed up? Yeah, because that's important. Yeah, uh, yeah, and so far no one has has no one else has actually right. arrived yet. Right. And I think that TC fourteen pushes back on the peeved mm-hmm. and basically says like, "Oh, I was expecting all of you organics who are so proud of your yes. prowess in this dangerous sport to show up, but I guess you are all simply." Weaklings, you are terrified little creatures like the Nunas on Tatooine. Mm. And then she does this expert impression, like we do here on Earth where you, you mock someone by pretending <laughs> to be a chicken. <laughs> she does an impression of the little Nuna creatures. <laughs> Just like 3 is really good at making the noises on Endor, she's like... Because Gascano does essentially sound like an owl, which is close, yeah. close to a chicken. He, he takes great offense. Great, yeah. this. Great. great offense. This is the equivalent of a glove being slapped across Gascano's mm. face. And of course, Foden and Beat are there with their cameras to escalate this. Of like, it seems as though maybe TC14 is challenging Gascano. <laughs> ah! And TC14 does, in fact, reach forward and give just a little, a little push right. Right in, but in his head, between his big owl eyes. Whoa! Wow! Little push. His, yeah, and his head's got a long gunk. neck, right? So yeah. it, whoa, it flies way back. Yeah. In fact, Steps she back. she doesn't realize it. it's a gentle push, but his head falls all the way back and hits his <laughs> own ass, and then flaps back up. <laughs> yeah. Now, Ooh, and for, for Gascanada as well, just to sort of add insult to injury, he can see exactly what's happening to him in the reflection, <laughs> of course, of. The bling. <laughs> yes, <guess>. in TC14's <laughs> you know. chrome body, right? Yeah. Excellent yeah. use of the glam. Excellent use of the glam. Yeah. So Gascano yeah. knows he's being filmed, knows yeah. he's being oh, uh, yeah. called a weakling and cannot let this stand. So I think Gascano leaps forth and attacks TC14. In what way? Throw it open to either of you. you. How does Gascano unleash his fury on TC14? Feet first. Ooh. So Hunch is almost like Sebulba in a way. Hunt goes back on his hands, springboards, boom, feet first, just boom, 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 right into TC-14. Not wasting a moment. Okay. Just thunk, 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 thunk. Yeah. Whoop, 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 whoop. I think this just smears sand and uh, sweat, foot sweat yeah. all over TC-14. I think she goes down foot hard. Foot sweat and Gascato sand. Gascato foot sweat. <laughs> Smeared on her perfectly glam exterior. Mm. She hits the ground, and I think uh, Gascano uh, once again jumps up on the table, mm-hmm. and I think he, he proclaims that no one calls him a weakling, mm-hmm. and he will sign up for this uh, this pod race not this podcast <laughs> he would also do a podcast he would but he would the dangerous podcast out there he'd do but he's signing up for this pod race and if any droid ever talks to him like that again they will die what does that sound like when he proclaims that so we've gone from twit 
<laughs> yeah, that that something along yeah. those yeah. Tw- that twirling lines. Is powerful. I guess. This is now yeah. canon in my head that gets kind of so like that. How does TC14 react to the assault? Because obviously, you know, the protocol droid mm. we, we all know best is 3PO would probably look over to the Wookiee with a clipboard for help at this point. Uh, right. You know, panic stricken, but yeah. TC14 got a bit more. I, I don't think so. I think I think what this is about in my mind, mm. and Ken, you can you, yeah. uh, you tell me what you think because I yeah. see the light in your eyes as well. Ding. I think that this has been an elaborate ruse by mm. TC14 to expose to the galaxy the weakness of organics, their oh, fear, wow. and how easily bested they are by droid kind. I think she was goading any pod racer foolish, foolish enough to show up into a fight. So I yeah. think that she launches into combat mode. Yes. Um, by the way, great observation and question by, by Jamie there. I think Corporal Tarples, not yet promoted, literally puts his hands up like, none of this. None of this. <laughs> Corporate Tarple. Yeah. Cor- yeah. Uh, Corporal Tarple. Tarple. Um, I always forget Captain Tarples and uh, Chief Tarple. speak to his supervisor to yeah. sign him off. Yeah. yeah, he's just like, this is, uh, this is my jurisdiction. Yeah, Wookiees aren't naturally violent. They just rise to the occasion yeah. when they need to. Otherwise, they're, out, yeah. they're building beautiful treehouses. He's, he's going to go have a drink with his buddy Chewbacca, who's <laughs> just getting off. They're going to talk about yeah. their mutual friend Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he, he walks away from it. He, he doesn't away. want to be a part of this. But, I but think- TC-14 jumps up. And what we don't know about TC-14 is since uh, when she felt she nearly lost her life at the hands of Jedi, those, those rapscallions of the galaxy, uh, the scoundrels <laughs> there, she has had a, a weapon put into her hands. Ooh. So much like a bad James Bond villain or something like that. Her, her fingertips remove on her right hand and a little like laser blaster comes out. Oh, nice. And she starts firing. So did she, does she get up or is this from the ground? She kind of props herself back up. So she I gets like back this. Up. Like, yeah, one I, hand comes up and grabs yeah. a table and the other one suddenly oh. reveals a blaster. Protocol droid getting up is interesting. It's kind of <laughs> like my Kenner action figures because they don't bend at the knee too much there back in the day. But she gets up. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She bends halfway up. The the fingers drop. The blaster comes out. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Now, what 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 happens, Jamie? Does she hit Gascano? Does he avoid it in a fancy dance? What happens? I think I think her aim is pretty good. Yeah, I think she moves pretty good. I mean, she still kept yeah. that suit of hers in pristine condition yeah. you know and this is someone who does get themselves into scrapes yeah but comes out unscathed as as we can still see in the condition yeah. of of the suit so i think she hits him and gascano's there to race mm. would he necessarily be armed and if he was armed would those arms be in the uh in the pod racer oh yeah which is nearby on the beach time. so you think that she does that she's got good aim so she she hits him yeah but he's got like he's got a lot to hit he's got how many how many arms four arms four the, arms yeah the arms are everywhere so arms i think to she, hold you, yeah. yeah i think one <laughs> i think one arm uh she thinks she shoots straight through one bicep and i think wow that, that, boom, burning hole so he, one arm down yeah and i think he screams in absolute pain uh which i will of course leave it up to jamie what that what that sounds like a gascano screaming in pain that was no, that was I uh, just mashed up with my Wookiee, my bad Wookiee with my bad Gascano. But anyway, it, kind of, it, kind of it, it hurt. It hurt. Yeah, burning hole. Yeah, uh, he he falls back, but he is fast to retaliate. He came here to prove himself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think maybe he does have a blaster hidden in his weird little tunic, little little uh, little holdout blaster, little holdout blaster. And I think what he does is he pulls it out and he like fires. Much like uh, Holdo, he makes a pew sound. He goes, boo! <laughs> it's boo! A- it does, boo! <laughs> Thank you, sir. It hits TC-14. Not a straight up, and it's not a powerful blaster. It smacks up against the chest, giving Gascano time to get to his pod racer. Ooh. He fires up, and he takes off. But here's what I'm thinking. We don't do this often. TC-14 jumps on a Wookiee cruiser. I don't know what they have. Speeders. Half wood, half metal, takes off after. I don't know the name of them. They have those flying contraptions. Do. I always imagine they'd have like vehicles from the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> With pedaling by feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's make up a Wookiee a Wookie speeder. It is yes. it is like made out of wood. It's like one of those Kenner little tiny sets you could get in like nineteen eighty one that weren't in the movie and you were looking the entire time. For like the mini, mini walker that was, you had the Kenner uh-huh. set, but it wasn't in the movie. It's like that. 
I think it is like on, on our human earth, mm-hmm. I think it is like a hybrid car where if you get it moving enough, you work up the electrical charge and then it works. <laughs> so the Wookiees can get their exercise, they run for a while, and then it can fly. So It's like an electric bike, electric Wookiee bike? Yeah. Okay. So Gascano has gotten his pod racer. He's starting it up. Yeah. In TC-14, this is comical. Foden Bead are narrating it. She like, jumps in this oh, uh, this Wookiee uh, half-wooden, half-electric cruiser yeah. uh, speeder, and she's running down the beach. Her, her legs are going impossibly fast, and people are realizing this is no ordinary protocol droid. Yeah. She's maybe souped up, like <laughs> insanely fast, so the yeah. engines are beginning to... <laughs> uh, and now... The pod racer goes up in the air as they can do. Gascano's pod racer in uh, TC-14 gets enough energy, so the Wookiee racer. And now suddenly, suddenly, Gascano is desperately weaving for his life up among the trees and the homes of Kashyyyk. Yes. By the way, Foden Beat are like, wow, we got a race. (laughs) And they're trying to keep their cameras on it, but they're they're having a hard time. They're They're launching. And and is he going off track or is this the official track that he's actually? I think he's accidentally ended up on the track. A little bit of a pod race is actually happening. And he didn't even mean to do it. He didn't even mean to do it. Foden Beat are calling it because some cameras are set up for the test footage. They got some of those... uh, those uh, uh, Republic uh, Senate uh, chamber droids are floating yep, around. Yep, yep, yep. This is a race he won't finish second in. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is a race for his life, yeah. literally, because he is fearing TC-14. So I think TC-14 is out for murder. So yeah. uh, as, as that uh, Wookiee cruiser is getting closer and closer, right. she reveals even more hidden features. I think first, out of her head, her head opens, and uh, this little, uh, basically kind of like space shower head comes out. And this is how she always keeps herself so clean. She She's washes, become Inspector Gadget, which I love. Exactly. She washes off the foot sweat. Yeah. And then, turns out the shower head is also a uh, detachable grenade. Wow. A detachable detonite grenade. She launches from her head. A grenade flies at Gascano's pod racer. She's so brutal, yet so hygienic at the same time. (laughs) I love it. Very clean, very violent. Uh, Does this detonite charge shower head Mm -hmm. hit Gascano's uh, pod racer? I think it hits one of his engines. Um, Oh, no. It's speeding so fast. He's got a head start that it doesn't do full damage, but now he is smoking. He's smoking. Okay. Billow smoking. So now he's... He's not going as fast, and she's able to catch up a little bit okay. in her little foot speeder. He's lost an arm, he's lost an engine, but that's yeah. pod racing. Yeah. It'll continue. <laughs> yeah. So as TC-14 gets closer, what do you think happens, Jamie? Does she try to ram his pod racer? Does she jump from her ship to his pod racer? What happens? See, he's in a race, and she's in a chase. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, just stating the obvious, I didn't know. But um, I guess <laughs> the, the, the mentality it's not obvious. Is it's a, a good insight. Different, because at this point... I feel like he's sort of taking the track, whether he knows that he's on the track or not. It's just he, instinct, and, yeah. And she is just following his, his, his every move as opposed to trying to overtake him. Right. So I think, I like to think that there's going to be something a little bit more uh, of a net in her Wookiee uh, cruiser yeah. type thing, sort of Ewok-style net <laughs> yeah. involved. So I think she's going to, at this point where he's, he's, he's stunned, he's lost an engine, yeah. she's going to launch a net. Yeah. This is the best counter playset we've ever had. This is amazing. Yeah, I think she in fact launches over him. She overtakes him and yeah. shoots the net backwards behind her. Yeah. Oh, right? so she goes around him. Yeah, like I think she <laughs> flies over him yeah. and then just firing from uh, sorry, but the ass of the Wookiee speeder right. Right. giant net. And I think at this point, Wookiees, uh, you know, they, they've been in there cooking, making roast uh, bantha and all the mm-hmm. things that Wookiees make. Now they're now all coming out of their houses and watching this. We have an audience. Yeah, yeah. They think a Wookiee audience, right? And like, wow. what? What does? Yeah, what does like a kind of like mumbling red leather, yellow leather background Wookiee noise sound like <laughs> the, between the two of you? Uh, <laughs> 
Perfect. That? <laughs> we nailed it. We nailed, nailed it, Jamie. It. Nailed it. Uh, We're now Foley artists for Lucasfilm <laughs> after that. <laughs> Matthew Wood is listening for sure. Uh, it, what happens to Gascano, Ken, when his uh, pod racer gets caught up in a net? So I was I looked up his pod, which you had mentioned the name of, I believe. The, it's a, the, the a Ord brand? Pedrovia. Pod racer, yeah. yeah. Green Ord Green, Pedrovia. And it's the big one, uh, Jamie. See, it's got the big engines mm-hmm. there. It's... it's it's mentioned by uh, Foods and Bead um, in their introduction. It's uh, I forget which one speaks Hatties. Is it Bead? I don't know food? off the top of my head. We'll one to, one we'll is Greg Proops and the other is Hatties. Uh, they they actually say it by name. Oh yeah, apparently in the in the movie. Um, so one engine's damaged. I think the net. The point point is, if you guys are listening, pull over to the side of the road and look up the Ord O R D Pedrovia. P-E-D-R-O-V-I-A. By the way, P-E-D is in the name of this. He definitely cheats. Um, It's big, so the net only gets part of it. And I think it goes around one of the engines. And I had this happen once on the freeway. I was driving over by Universal... What? I had Universal... Attack for the net? It was attack for the net. No. Universal Studios 101 South, a piece of cardboard, went up on the road and hit the front of my car... Oh no! And the, the the gravity, the G forces. You know, I was driving so fast to yeah. my Camry. Um, <laughs> it stuck around, <laughs> you and bad my boy. engine started to overheat immediately. And I had to pull off on on Lancashire and, and go to a gas station, pull this thing off. It actually, just kind of fell off. But it was weird. It like hit me, and like my engine just immediately couldn't vent, and it overheated. Okay. So I think this net. It's a thick, wookie, high rope. quality, right? Yeah. Boom, goes over the engine. Now his other engine is overheating. The other one's billowing with smoke. This other one, this one's overheating. This is dangerous. He is going to crash into a giant Wookiee tree. And, and I Fode, he's going lopsided, I guess. <laughs> yes. The weight on oh, yeah, yeah, one yeah. side is pulling it down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. quality rope, of course. Yeah, so it's, it's like pulling that. it down. It's getting dangerously close to the trees, almost hitting them at their bases. Yeah, um, and uh, Fode, who is the one who speaks in an easy, basic drawl, yeah. according to the internet, is like, Oh no! I think some Wookies are gonna die. <laughs> Somewhere like we we this all shoots past like the two and and we cut to Mala in her hut and the thing <laughs> shakes and she's making dinner or something. She's yeah. like really upset. <laughs> and Lumpy's just like it's like a Jurassic Park moment. We just see the broth. Yes, the vibrations of the broth, the Wookie broth. And Itchy's just watching Diane Carroll. Yeah, Wookie porn. His human porn shakes a little. Like Jurassic Park, you know, kind of, <laughs> but not really. Anyway, uh, so yeah, oh boy, is Gascano in trouble. And I think TC-14 is going to go in for the kill. I think mm-hmm. TC-14 does this amazing backwards somersault from her Wookiee speeder mm-hmm. to land on Gascano's cru- uh, uh, pod racer, which is yeah. careening wildly. She gets to Gascano. Yeah. She uh, puts her metal hands on Gascano's spindly neck and begins to squeeze the life out of him and say in her very pleasant voice, you are weaker than us, and the galaxy will know that. By the way, at some point she hung out with L3. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Before this, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah. she, it, this speeder could crash anywhere. It could mm-hmm. hurt innocent. Mm-hmm. Wookies, both Gascano and TC14 could die, or TC14 could choke the life out of Gascano before the crash even happens. And as we always do, we pause near the end of our combat and we discuss who should win in, in a just galaxy, who do we want to win out of personal bias, all those kind of things. So, Ken, I will start with you. Who do you think should win this uh, strange combat? I mean, at this point, definitely TC14 has the advantage, but I gotta be honest. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of rooting for Gascano. I don't think this is fair. I think TC-14, you either die a hero on the Trade Federation ship or you live to become the villain. And this, this she is did. The case. This is the case. Yeah. She's a little two-faced. Yeah. 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 How are you feeling, Jamie? I feel sorry for Gascano. Yeah. Like Ken said, he was there to raise. He yeah. He was there to sort of seal his legacy. Yeah. yeah. Like, like he was there for the right reasons and he had every right to... Be fearful of the, uh, the the treachery of what that yeah. course uh, mm-hmm. had in front of him. But, you know, TC14 is not a pod racer. So therefore, I I lean more towards TC14. 
14. Oh, wow. <laughs> and <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if I want Gascano to die. Yeah. That's a bit harsh. It's, it's harsh, especially after what happened. A lesson. What happened yeah. to Rats Tyrell. It's yeah. a little known fact, Gascano actually... Every year sends money to the Tyrell family. <laughs> he sends him a fruit basket. Yeah. <laughs> and money. All right. Okay, here's... Uh, I, I, am lean, I was leaning towards uh, Gascano should come out of this with something. I feel like TC-14 is clearly the better, better physical combatant. This mm. is a trap that she mm. laid. Mm. She's full of weaponry. She is superior when it comes to fighting. But I want Gascano to get something. Mm-hmm. So I think that we should tell a story in which... TC-14 wins the combat, but Gascano has the ultimate moral victory, or that like perhaps that. Gascano gets what, what he was after. Okay. I mean, essentially, we should let the Wookiees win, of course, but um, <laughs> I are you saying yes. Gascano then goes on to, to finish the race? I kind of think so, and I think the way this happens is I think, as it's, uh, and I'll, I'll come to you for some, some input, uh, uh, friends, I think that if if events were just going to proceed the way they would, Gascano would be dead. She is right. choking the life out of him. His that's big right, owl right. eyes are rolling to the back of his head. Yeah, he's so, he's making horrible cho- choking noises. Just <laughs> like an, an owl who cannot hoot. <laughs> very, very painful noises. And, and uh, just the... The terror as people are getting the camera close-ups of TC-14's unmoving face as she's like, you deserve death. Mm-hmm. You deserve death. The Wookiees intervene. I think some mm-hmm. proud Wookiees oh, wow. jump and swing from their homes and they land on this pod racer. It's going even crazier. And as Wookiees do, they help Gascano out by, they reach down and they rip the arms off of TC-14. I mean, I think in honor of our friend Jamie, who has uh, designed his whole life around being a Wookiee, I think one of them is Chewbacca. Absolutely. A young Chewbacca. What does Chewbacca sound like as he rips a limb off TC-14? That was great. That was nice and to the point. That was your best one yet, sir. Yep. But what does TC sound like? Oh, oh, sounds like Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> some of her programming was yeah. in her oh. arms, which she had to reroute a lot of subroutines. A lot of pain. And her, pain some sensors. of her voice protocols are in her arms, so now she sounds like Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Uh, but uh, unfortunately for Gascano, uh, the Wookiees uh, the ri- rip the limbs off, but it's, it's still choking Gascano. <laughs> and I think TC-14 still has more weapons. Uh, okay. I think uh, a vibro blade comes out of her knee. Wow. And she starts swinging at the Wookiees. I think the Ooh. Wookiees have to jump to, to freedom, to safety. And I think uh, as Gascano is sort of uh, desperately uh, piloting uh, mm. this pod race as he's almost losing consciousness he is hearing the uh pod race announcer he's hearing foden bead going amazing i don't know if he's doing it on purpose but he's flying the race the actual track the track he said was too dangerous he's uh, winking in and out of consciousness and he's seeing <laughs> all of these proud wookies going ah, ah, ah. <laughs> he doesn't speak a uh, uh, wookie but he knows that they're saying you can do it. You can do it. And so you can do it. Yes. Yeah. He's feeling this this energy, this pride, and he realizes if he can get TC fourteen off oh. his damaged pod racer, he can finish it. So, yeah. Jamie, what do you think he does to get TC fourteen off his pod racer, complete his legacy? What he does, well, what it sounds like is twit, 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 just all of his twit toying might. Yes. He actually does something in a pod race that like, maybe slams the brakes. Ooh, yeah. And oh, yeah, yeah. TC's not ready for this. No. Just the grip flings He's off. not firm enough. Hits a tree, shower head breaks off. Yeah, shower head breaks off, and I think uh, I think she, the shower head breaks off, and I think she falls. She starts to right. eject weird uh, poisons, random blasters, but oh, yeah. she gets speared right in the oh. clear desi- design flaw of protocol droids. 
the random exposed wires. Mm. The designer who said, hey, right what the if their intestines were open to the world? Yep. She yep. gets speared on a tree branch. Oh, and it's Wires just, and servos. Just she's hanging dead? there. Oh. I'm dirty now? I think she's dirty and alive and has her terrible Mrs. Doubtfire voice. <laughs> And so she's like, oh, I'm so dirty. And what if she had actually played like the Mrs. Doubtfire role for a young family of Wookiees and obviously they're now like mourning around her and this is quite a sad scene. It is, it is. <laughs> Maybe that'll be her future. Yeah. Uh, but So Gascano, it gets TC-14 off. Yeah. Ken, does Gascano manage to finish this race? And if so, how? He, uh, he pedals on, gasping for air. <laughs> Heads down one of the trees, down a track. Fodes and Bede are just like, wow, look at this. We have got a photo finish. It's Cascado versus his own mortality. <laughs> and he heads down. All the Wookiees are cheering. Chewie is, has jumped off and it's got, you know, it just gives him a salute. <laughs> Itchy is still in the house watching <laughs> Diane Carroll. <laughs> Mala is like cooking the soup, <laughs> and um, and he just the pod starts to actually lose energy, lose fuel, lose just its life. But it fin it. I like you know what I think it even like I think it craps out just yeah. like feet from yes. the finish line, and I think yes. Gascano himself gets out. He's got the one dangling limp <laughs> limb, and the rest of the limbs grab his pod race and. And here's pulling across the line. In 1992, the Olympics, a, a runner um, pulls a hamstring, and he's running around. You can look this up on YouTube, and he's he's injured, but he's going to finish the race. His dad comes running out of the <sighs> crowd, pushes past security, goes to his son, puts his son's arm around his shoulder, and finish, carries him to the finish line. Is that it's, real? It's real. It's real. It brings, was, the analogy I was going for was the cool runnings. The ending. cool runnings. <laughs> <laughs> It brings me to tears sometimes. It's one of the greatest moments in sports. Um, I think the Wookiees see what's happening. And Gascano, with all his might, is trying to push his pod across the finish line. Yeah. And the Wookiees look at each other and go, one by one, they rush out, and they all push the pod across the finish line. And suddenly, joining the Wookiees at the last second, the whole Rats Tyrell family. (laughs) They landed. They Rats landed. Tyrell the second was going to join the race. They join in, and it, oh, there's ju- there's so much love. Uh, the Wookies sing mm. a, a, a Wookie song of victory not, and bonami. No dry eye in the treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> not a dry eye in the treehouse. And Gascano, wounded but yeah. still proud, holds most of his arms up in yeah. victory. Yeah. And Foes yeah. and Beat are just wow! What a finish to the race. And it's a galaxy record. I mean, he set yeah. the record essentially. He set but, the record, yeah. yeah. And he 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 made it true. He proved that yeah. this race can be done. And for the first time in his career, he hears the words out of the announcers: "Gascano finished in first place." <laughs> I mean, technically, also last, but more importantly, first. Ah. And I think that is the end of our combat. But sometimes we have little post-credit scenes. Yeah. What do we think happens to TC-14? Uh, Jamie, you had some thoughts of what the yeah, Wookiees like made of TC-14. Give us a little uh, post credit scene. What happens? What do the Wookiees do with TC-14? I think we see a Mrs. Doubtfire montage. Like <laughs> She's got shaving foam or whatever it was on her face, and um, she's on a bike ride with the Wookiee children. and That's what I want, Mrs. Doubtfire montage. And the montage can end, perhaps, Rocky style, with one of Gascano's three remaining. Um, it's just punching the air, freeze frame. <laughs> oh, yeah, freeze frame. Yeah, I love it. That is beautiful. The droids force TC-14 to learn kindness. <laughs> Ken, any final thoughts? Uh, no. Years later, at a pod racing convention, Gascano is there, injured arm, still. He's not, his mobility's a little, mm-hmm. but he signs autographs for young fans, for young fans indeed. And uh, he's on Tatooine, actually. Oh, wow. And he's signing one of them. And a young farm boy about 10 years old, walks up to him and says, I'm going to be the fastest pilot in the galaxy. I'm going to get off this rock. You're an inspiration to me, Gascano. And Gascano just says, and the kid says, oh, make it out to Luke. Beautiful. And he signs the autograph. Beautiful. Perfect ending. See, we go through the violence and the horror so we can get to the beauty, just (laughs) like in real life. (laughs) 
thank you, Jamie, so much for joining us. Oh, great. thank you. It's been fun. This thank is a you. very bizarre thing to ask people to do, uh, but mm-hmm. man, you are up to the challenge. <laughs> great, great guest got a voice. Yeah. <laughs> It is now. That was thank you. Can. <laughs> that was thank you indeed. Good. I seriously will not. When I watch Phantom Menace often, uh, uh, I will not see Gascano the same again without hearing. Man, man, I'm gonna just like uh, loop that into my copy of Phantom Menace yeah. somehow. Get that cooing noise right in there. Uh, as always, listeners, if there are characters that you would like to see fight on databank brawl, let us know. Use the hashtag databank brawl so we can find them on Twitter or. Facebook. Ken, where can people find you? Hey, you can find me on all social media platforms at Ken Napsock. That includes Twitch. I haven't done, uh, I haven't hooked up to Nintendo 64 yet because some tech problems, but one day I will and I'll pod race for all of you to see on my stream. And Jamie, where can people find you on social media and your awesome YouTube channel? Twitter, Instagram, and the YouTube, all Jamie Stangwin. Okay, just your name, straightforward. Yep. Nice. Uh, thank you again so much for joining us. We always like to thank Tony Thaxton. He wrote the theme music for Databank Brawl. He has a great Patreon where he writes funny Star Wars songs. That is at patreon.com slash soundtrack. We are on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash center. You can also buy our merch, including our Whiskey Jedi shirt that happened because of this show, because of Databank Brawl. That's on tpublic.com slash user slash center. You can, of course, find Databank Brawl episodes on YouTube as well. We haven't done this in a while, but we want to do a databank brawl episode featuring major characters. We will do an episode featuring big main Star Wars characters when we get to 500 reviews on iTunes Apple Podcast. So if you haven't rated or review us reviewed us yet, go and do that. Uh, you can find my other podcast, Obsessed, and all my comedy shows and everything at my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram is at josephscrimshaw. You can like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter is at Force Center Pod. And until next time, as Luke Skywalker once said, well, no one was really listening to him. I care. That's it for Databank Brawl. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.